So today is the 27th of October, 2021. And today we've uh, exited the range retreat already. And we continue to do our Dhamma practice and train our hearts every day. Because whatever, whether we're in the range retreat or outside of the range retreat, we must train and cultivate our minds. And we may ask, well, why is this? It's because suffering doesn't just arise in the rains retreat or outside of the rains retreat, but suffering arises all the time. Suffering arises in the present moment when the eye sees a form, the nose uh, gets a smell, the body gets a sensation, the ear hears a sound, the tongue gets a taste, or the mind gets a mind object. So this happens uh, continuously all the time that the outer sense objects meet the inner sense bases of the six senses and contact occurs. And after sense contact, then these sense objects uh, come into the heart. And the heart that lacks mindfulness and wisdom will chase after these sense objects, these aramanas. So we have to practice the Dhamma with our utmost effort. And this right effort, if we feel uh, unwholesome or demeritorious, uh, mind states arise in the heart, and we proliferate based on them, then we try to abandon these, to cut them off. And whatever unwholesome states that haven't yet arisen, we make effort so that they don't arise to prevent their arising. And so these are aspects of right effort. And wholesome states that haven't yet arisen, we make effort to have them arise. And those wholesome states that have already arisen, we take care of them and try to cultivate them even further and maintain them. And we see that that which is unwholesome, that which is demeritorious, we liken it to heat. And for, as Dhamma practitioners, we fear this heat because we know that these uh, bad thoughts, demeritorious thoughts, are a type of unwholesome karma. And so we don't want these bad thoughts. We don't want them. But this not wanting is a form of tanha, craving. We have the craving to have, to be, and the craving to not have, the craving to not be. Bhavatanha and we Bhavatanha respectively. But we must meet with uh, sense objects and moods that we dislike. So we can ask, well, is it possible to control these? Is it possible that the mind can only think good thoughts and to not have any demeritorious mind states at all? Is this possible? We can compare it to a forest with many types of trees. For instance, there may be uh, maple trees, oak trees, elm trees, uh, beech trees, and so on. And a person of intelligence will seek out a tree that's strong, that grew straight, that's a healthy tree. They can use that tree for various purposes, like making a house or building uh, various things. We see that whatever it is in the world, we choose that which is good and useful whatever item it might be. 
So in terms of our hearts, we only want that which is skillful and good. But this is something that's not possible. So if we try to make it this way, then this is wrong. Because the kilesas, the defilements, proliferate in our hearts. And the kilesa of disliking, not wanting, is just another type of kilesa. Not wanting things to be a certain way, or wanting things to be a certain way. These are both types of agitation, types of suffering and heat in the mind. And it's often based on a fear of this unwholesomeness. But for Dhamma practitioners, we practice to know these unwholesome and demeritorious states as they arise, to know them in time, to know these objects as they arise. And whether it's a wholesome mind object or unwholesome, then we know it in time. And so if we proliferate based on our unwholesome mood, then we try to abandon that and contemplate that this is normal, that this happens. It's just a sense object and just a mood. A sense object is just a sense object and a mood is just a mood. And if it hasn't, if an unwholesome state has yet to arise, then we make effort so that it doesn't arise to prevent its arising. We do chanting, such as reciting the mantra, Bhutto, Bhutto, and we contemplate these mind objects. In the beginning, we have to accept that these unwholesome states arise in our hearts. Our behavior of body and speech we're able to control, but in terms of the mind, then these states arise on their own. We can't prevent it. And in terms of unwholesome states, there are many types. There's liking, which leads the heart to be sad, and disliking, which makes the heart sad, and ignorance, which makes the heart sad. There's a busyness of mind, agitation and annoyance. There's a distractedness. There's feeling down, feeling sad. These are all mind states of a demeritorious type and they're all natural and normal. So we practice to know them in time, to know them quickly. We can compare it to a house, to the floor of a house where dust will settle. And so we have to uh, clean that house. If we don't clean the house, then the dust will keep settling and that house will be dirty. So we have to hurry up and sweep and mop and clean the floors, clean the house. So in the beginning, we have to do it like this. If we don't clean, then there'll be a lot of dust and it won't be a place that we want to live. It won't be livable anymore. There was one wise individual who gave the example of a mirror and the mirror where uh, dust will alight on the mirror. Someone has to clean the mirror, wipe it clean regularly. And it's the same with our hearts that receive sense impressions. Having received sense impressions, then the mind proliferates and gives rise to the five hindrances of attraction, aversion, sleepiness and drowsiness, restlessness and agitation, skeptical doubt, feeling sad, and all these types of proliferation. So we practice to know them in time, to understand that they're like dust on a mirror, that we have to wipe it clean or just like cleaning our house, 
And once the house is clean, then it's uh, clean just as it was before. But this is something we have to work at. So given the state of having a house or having a mirror, then one must have one who cleans that house or cleans that mirror. One must clean one's heart. And the cause for this, the cause of the reason why this cleaning has to happen is because of having the house or having the mirror. One has a surface where dust can alight and therefore one has to clean it. Just like our minds have these sense impressions, craving and attachment arise, proliferation arises, then the heart is sad. So one has to contemplate, one has to practice, practice to abandon that which is unwholesome, to do that which is wholesome. And that which is wholesome is a mind that's clean and pure, a mind that has collectedness as samadhi. When we contemplate more deeply, we see that there's really nothing to have. One doesn't have a house. And when one doesn't have a house, then there's no place for dust to alight. So this is the contemplation of anatta, not self. There's no one there. There's no me or mine. And there's nowhere for the Achillesas to go. When we have an unwholesome thought, we contemplate it as not mine. When we have a wholesome thought, we contemplate it as not mine. And if we have a wholesome or good thought, and we cling to it, this is suffering all the same. So we have to practice with the attitude of letting go. Because if we do something that's good and meritorious, and we really do our best, but then someone comes along and says that what we did, what we did was bad and wasn't good, if we had clinging to that goodness that we did, we'll think to ourselves, oh, this person says that what I did was bad. And so this is the self clinging to that goodness and gives rise to suffering. If someone praises us, then we feel a happiness and pleasure. But if one critiques us, then we feel suffering. So we have to do goodness with letting go, letting go of the sense of self, not having a me or mine attaching to it. I contemplate to give rise to emptiness, a state of not me, not mine, not having any mirror on which dust delights. And there's nowhere to clean at that point. And so there was one a uh, story where there was a teacher and his disciple, and the disciple wrote down this uh, Dhamma teaching about having a mirror and needing to clean that mirror, cleaning the dust and wiping the dust regularly. So this is uh, wisdom to a certain degree. But even higher than that is to not have a mirror at all. And this is the arising of wisdom, to contemplate everything as empty, Everything is Buddha, and that Buddha is in all things. This is wisdom. So we practice every day. May you do this a lot, contemplate a lot. May you come to see and know the Dhamma. <laughs>